Welcome, welcome, welcome. Once again, this is Victory Flow. You are listening to Victory Flow Podcast. This is my third episode out of this wonderful installment. Thank you all for joining me once again. Boy, I love y'all. Anywho, um, I just began my HRT. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> just began that. For those of you who do not know what that is, that is when you are beginning to take hormones uh, and you're placed on estrogen and things like that. And so this is when you are ready to transition um, and things like that. So I'm excited about that. And it really has me in a kind of euphoric state. You know, um, it's like connecting with a side of me that I was not able to connect with. Like me having a thinking pattern or a way of thinking, conceptualizing things. But there being a wall that I just can't get through. You know what I mean? I was going to use the word penetrate, but I'm like, you know, y'all freaking my Now nah, I'm playing. Uh, but I just can't get, now I can get through that wall. Now there's the door. Now it's open. You know what I'm saying? So there's man- wonderful manifestations coming about. And I just have so much love and support. I have male friends that I've grown up with. You know what I'm saying? That we've always gone out, we, you know, talking to this one, that this girl, that girl. You know, um, when we go out, you know, hang out on a Friday or the weekends or whatever. And, you know, now to me, confessing this to them and them still being supportive, you know, um, and them asking questions and, and, and the health concerns and, you know, risks or whatever. You know, I appreciate that. So shout out to them. Shout out to my homegirls. Shout out to my sisters. All my sisters, man, love y'all. So supportive, you know, um, because I'm in this for me, you know, and it is so nice to have people that are in it for you as well. You know what I mean? I'm in it to make a difference in my own life, you know, and possibly make a difference in other people's lives. You know, say, for instance, people who may not agree with it. You know, I'm not trying to change anybody's mindset. Opinions make the world go round. There is a bit of positive charges and negative charges. And they all are necessary, you know, to get the balance. You know what I mean? So, um, I have a way with people. I have a way with communication. I have a way with words, you know, and, you know, I guess, you know, I guess, um, turning things into like a philosophical type of type of thing, you know, with entendres is <laughs> my brother. Shout out to my brother. That's where I learned that word from back in the day. He used to use, you know, he used to write rhymes and that's how I got into writing music and stuff. He's dope. He's dope. So dope. I don't know if he's still writing. I need to get back into it. And the brother can draw his ass off too. Incredible artist. Um, incredible. Such a detail. And things like that. So imagine that into his music, you know. Um, so, you know, this is a very important time for me, and I'm excited about it. And anywho, um, this 
episode, I more so wanted to get into morality. You know, um, <clears throat> morality is, it could be a good thing, you know, you try to do the right thing in life, you know, separate yourself, you know, from the from the other neg- negativity that's going on, you know, so it can be a positive thing. However, when it becomes dogmatic and a system of rules, um, you are now living with no purpose. You are like a robot, you know, and I think that's what being fruitful is when you put purpose into your life. I don't think it just is only uh, having a baby, you know. I think that is the um, the physical, material manifestation of that. But I think that, you know, you go through an era, you go through a, a trial or, you know, tribulation or whatever, and you come out on the other side of the journey, it's different. You know what I mean? You may be in the same situation you was in, but something, you may have became more appreciative, you know what I mean, which helps you to maneuver better now. And it's like all you needed was a different mindset the whole time. You thought, oh, I need to hit the lottery. I need to do this. All you needed was a different mindset. Then you attracted things to you. Then you can magnetize what's necessary for you. You know what I mean? Um... And that, that is important because when it comes to the whole having no purpose, you, you don't, you're not pushing this universe. You're not being constructive, you know what I'm saying, with this gift of life. you just stagnant. I'm not talking about you got to be doing building these empires and this and that, that. I'm not saying all that. You know, though, like I said, there's material manifestations and then there's, you have the spiritual. You know what I mean? And the spiritual one, you got you go through a battle. You go into the wilderness. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Or like the, the Bible talk about, you know, birth pains, you know, and the, and, the, and the earth going through birth pains and then having contractions and and then birthing something. I would suppose after that, I suppose after that you birth something. So that tells me we all got to go through some some pain, some confusion, some chaos. You got to shake the bowl up. You know what I mean? Put all these little different variables in there, little different concoctions and chemicals, and you shake the shit up, make some chaos. Or you put some, you know, put some marbles in there, shake the shit up, and the colors is now rearranged. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You got, you got a Rubik's cube, chaos, colors all over the fucking place. And you gotta, you know what I'm saying? Go through some obstacles to put this thing together. And so this is life. You know what I mean? And if you're not having any purpose, you're like a dead fig tree. But even death cannot hold life. You know what I'm saying? Neither can, like, there are 
intertwined, one and the same. And that's Christ's journey. Really was all about the reincarnation of, you know what I'm saying? Like the, you know, giving life purpose, you know, giving, putting life back into things. It was pretty much like he he would, <laughs> you would be down and in your doubts about whatever circumstances were at that moment, whatever, and he would heal it. But it seemed like sometimes he would wait, you know what I mean? He wouldn't even do it right away. I'm busy, I'll be there. And I, he's, he's like, I understand your emotional attachment to this situation, I get it. But see, you don't realize that there is nothing to worry about. And that's the hardest thing, to not worry. You know what I mean? And right when we start doubting, now we try to do everything right. Even if you didn't, your destiny is solidified. You're going to get where you're going to get, especially if you're here listening to me right now. You're going to get to where you're going to get. See, some people are not thinking with a certain type of mindset. They're not. They have the capacity. Or let's just say everyone has potential. Some people have the capacity to really delve into it, you know, and reach it. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you know, everybody got potential. <clears throat> some people, you could tell that they are going to, with the right, you know, situation, you know what I'm saying? The right mindset, concepts and all that, and tools and all that. Little cross-referenceable things. You know what I mean? Um, with that, that they can really accomplish some things. You know what I mean? And the biggest accomplishments are the spiritual ones. They just are. I mean, you can get, you can have everything. You know, there's been times where I've had things. You know what I mean? I went, I've had so many plummets, excuse me, allergies. <laughs> I've had plummets, you know what I mean? I've, you know, straight out high school, I went, worked some jobs, you know what I mean? Um, well, actually, no, hold up. My first job, let me get back it up, was, was Panera Bread, and I was in high school. And I was at Tall Oaks High School, and the kids never wanted to mention that they was from that school, but you know, you know what? That school gave me a sense of understanding or, you know, just a sense of knowing, right? You know, it really, it, that school changed my whole route. If not for that school, I never thought about this till right now. It really actually makes me emotional right now. But it's so true because if I had not went there, you know, you get to your destiny regardless. That's how I feel. If you feel that way, you will. You know what I mean? You will. No matter what. I mean, how many slip-ups and this and that. You will. You become disgusted of things. Everything will work together. That's why I say you will get there. Everything will culminate. You understand? You will just not want to do certain things anymore. Or you will just want to kind of slow down. Or you will go through a situation where there's a drought or something. You know what I'm saying? And you're just like, ah, oh, shit, man. You know what I mean? got to change my ways, baby. So, <laughs> um... But anyway, that school really, you know, I was the only kid that was on the SGA that didn't have the grade point average. 
to be on that joint, right? Because I had this teacher, man. Bless her, man. Bless her, Miss Jaeger, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I got to shout her out, man. Because she was she was the mother of the school, man. Beautiful black woman, you know what I mean? It was the mother of the school. I mean, everybody came to her. You know what I'm saying? It didn't matter what, like, what your background was, you came to her. And this is a, one of those, this is a school that is, you know, some people, it's their last chance where they got to go get a GED or, you know, court orders, could, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's different things. You have kids that are there that have been into a whole lot of shit. And I was just there because I was a fucking goofball in school. <laughs> I just do stupid shit, man. Like, you know, one time, my homeboy was in band class. He played, I think he played the saxophone. And he was like, yo, we got a substitute today. So he was like, yo, you should come in there, man. Everybody will be in there. You know, the band rooms were huge. You know, they had chairs all around the motherfucker. It was like a mini stadium and shit. You know, a little coliseum or something. But, um, so, you know, I pulled up a seat and everything. You know, um, I got some water real quick. Getting a little parched here. Oh, my God, getting a little parched. But, um, I pulled up a seat. And um, teacher got started, the older black woman, um, and the kids were just acting the fuck up, you know, everyone's cursing and, you know, just doing all types of shady, stupid shit, <clears throat> pulling the chairs all around the classroom, out of order, just all in disarray. And so she pushed the buzzer, Call for security. 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 Over. Nah. Security. And they're like, you know, they get the they get the uh, gist of what's going on. Okay, we're about to send security down there. So I was like, oh shit! When they get here, they're gonna call roll call. They're gonna find out that I'm supposed to be in here. So I was like, fuck it. I'm about to run out. So they had two doors in this room. In this room, one was up toward the front where she taught, where her desk was at, or where the desk was at, because she's a substitute. So, um, and there's another door, like like around the other side, kind of going to the the back of the other side of the room. So I went out the room. She had the lights out, right? So I went and ran out the door, right? And I was like, "Fuck! I can't be in this hallway. Ain't nobody out here. They're gonna get, they're gonna catch me." So I ran back to the front door and it was locked but when she she could hear me twisting the door so she opened it and she thought I was security right let me tell you how I know so she was like oh my goodness thank you guys for getting here so quick that's what she says to me it's just me she says you guys but it's just me I don't know anyway um I'm like okay so basically what's going on here Cause I'm like in my mind already. I'm like, oh, this bitch think I'm security. I'm I'm gonna run with this shit, cause that's just how fucking crazy I was like that. I was like, fucking get me something out of this. So I was like, basically, what's going on? She was like, well, they were getting all out of order and everything, and they were getting out of their seats and all that. And you know, um, you know, by the time I had buzzed you all, everybody started to get back in order. I said, okay, let me let me deal with this, ma'am. Let me handle it. So I pointed to like two people. I said, you and you. I said, I'll send you behind home. Three-day suspension. I'm not playing with you behind. Get it together. Nobody 
like shouted out like you ain't security nigga like nobody like they was like everybody went with it they was cooperating they was cooperating and shit the shit was hilarious so I end up pointing to one more person I say something similar to that and then I'm like oh shit you know what the real security about to be here any minute so I pull out my phone that's when you had these big ass you know uh what is this um the Nokia's, the big ass Nokia phone, looked like a fucking walkie-talkie. I guess she thought it was a walkie, right? <laughs> so I was like, I gotta get to another call or whatever. So she's like, thank you. And so I run out the back door. As soon as I run out the door, yeah, security right there, they just put their hand on my wrist. Come on. So they see me coming out of there, they walk me back to the front. I say, why is he coming out of your classroom like this? He said, I thought he was security. <laughs> And this is a real story. You can ask people who went to school with me. This is when I was at Bowie High. You can ask people who went to school with me. Like, this shit really happened. That was... I know people done did other shit. I done did a lot of this, this wild shit. But it's the antics that count, man. It's not the fact that you did some shit that was more horrific than me. It's the antics, man. I was I was being comedic. I was on my shit. <laughs> like, that. But, um... Uh, but I don't have any regrets. So that's that's why I ended up going to Tall Oaks. It was just too much. And I just didn't give a damn. I would show up around lunchtime. Uh, I had teachers that would just, like, come on in. You know, the, the bell already rung. The doors were locked. You know, I mean, they just was like, hey, he ain't bothering nobody. I didn't do no schoolwork. I had, my book bag was full. But I had, I had my book bag was full of, like, you know, hair product. <laughs> Skin creams and shit, you know, lotions and shit. Hand sanitizer. I had peppermints. Hairbrush in that junk because I had to wave. It was on swim, baby, you understand? Had to get that, you understand? Well, you don't need me to say no. I had to get that, you understand? Boy, gotta get that, you understand? You understand? <laughs> it's like, no. But, uh, oh, I used to wild out. So, I got sent to Tall Oaks. <clears throat> And it was just a total culture shock. Meaning, not based on race. You know, Tolos is predominantly, you know, minority school. You know what I'm saying? So, me being minority, I already went to school with minorities. But as far as the, the when I say culture, I mean the, the, the way of life, the... That's the best I can put it. Yeah, just the the the, the way of life, you know, the, the way the the way of life. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, it was just different for me. You know what I mean? So I was introduced to a lot of different things and gained knowledge of a lot of different, you know, just a lot of different things. Um, but I, but that's how I always been in life. I always wanted to find out shit the abnormal or the this and that or whatever, this is not the paranormal. This I like to find shit out. You understand? That's what I like to do. Okay, you can dig it or you can't dig it. Either way, it don't make no difference. So anywho, uh that's what got me sent there. I got on the SGA. You know, um, and we will bring this back around to morality. Shut up. Shut up. We're just having a good time, you know. Um, so, 
you know, that got me sent there. Got on the SGA. The teacher, Miss Yeager, she heard my voice one day, me speaking, right? She said, you have a nice voice. I thought she thought I was a singer or something. I'm like, okay, okay. She's like, she's like, I want you to do something for me. I want you to do the morning and afternoon announcements. And I used to laugh at those kids, right? But she wants me to do it. So I'm like, you know, she has this effect on, on you. You know what I mean? She's a sweet. She's a sweetheart. She's a sweet lady. So I was like, okay. So I did it. And, yo, it, it was the best experience. You know, we had to, I was the historian. We had the uh, words of the day. And she didn't bullshit with the words. She put words that was, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I really learned a lot from this. Um, but let me mind you, like, throughout high school, I was really into reading. Because I'm not going to put her name out here. You know what I mean? People don't want their names. But shout out to this one young lady, yo. Um, we had English literature, some shit, I don't know, together. You know, they just kept changing the names of English from from elementary to high school. They just kept language arts, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, they're just all English, motherfucker. I know it's different in certain ways, you know. Um, but anywho, <clears throat> we had this class together, and she... Um, Wanted to know why I didn't do no schoolwork or why I didn't read or none of that. She's like, why you don't read? Read, stupid, right? So she says, I want you to read this book and let me know what you think. This is my one of my peers. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's one of my peers, you know. Today she's a school teacher. That's so dope. That's so dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, or involved in the school system, you know what I'm saying? So that's so dope because she's the reason why I began reading. I promise you that. I could always read. I had no issue reading. Well, we'll get into that some other time, but I became a really fluid reader. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, because I had an awesome teacher in third grade, Miss. Sullivan, I think her name was. She helped me out. She helped. She gave me concepts, counting, reading. I still use the shit to this day, for real. You know what I mean? Um, where was I at? Damn, I lost my damn train of thought. Lord have mercy. That's what happens when you smoke this good shit. God damn, this good shit got me all. Ooh. So I just had to buzz myself back in. <laughs> so anyway, um, I just really became fascinated. The book that she gave me was Fly Girl by Omar Tari. You know what I mean? And I fell in love with this book, man. Um, I later on in my tenure at that school, I had a another English class. And the teacher was like, you know, she used to have us read for maybe about, about 10 minutes, you know, before the lesson. And everybody had to pick a book, right? And then she would point out people to, pick, you know, put together a summary for it that wasn't on the back of the book or on the inside of the cover. You know what I mean? Um, she would ask you questions about it, especially if she read the book. You were fucked if you didn't really read it, okay? So she chose me. She was like, what book are you reading? 
I said, fly girl. She said, who is that? But I said, by Omar Tari. She already knew. She said, yeah, I know. I just want to make sure. She said, okay, what's the main character? She said, you ain't reading that book, boy. You are not reading that book because that book was all the girls read that book. Any girl, okay, <laughs> who grew up around the early 2000s and all that read that damn book, okay? <laughs> it was all reading that shit, okay? And I had no idea. Shit, maybe they was reading it before that, but that's when I started noticing it, you know, you know, two th- early 2000s. Um, so, anywho, I fell in love with this book. So, anyway, the teacher is like, um, who's the main character? I'm like, Tracy. She's like, uh, you could have read the summary for that. That's easy. I said, okay, okay. She said, all right, well, who was her, the one, the, her main lover, the one she loved? And I started thinking, I was like, well, she, you know, loved lots of people. I said, Victor. She said, oh, damn, you did read that book. <laughs> I said, I told you. <laughs> and I just fell in love with reading. It just, you know, I think it's important for youth, the youth, to read. Because there's going to be times where the youth, they feel like they're living a robotic life. You know what I mean? Like, they don't make any decisions. They don't have any purpose. And remember what I said, when you're living without purpose, you know, you're just dying, withering away like that, like that fig tree. You know what I mean? You need to be fruitful in your life, whether it's your experiences, whether it's decisions you make that are beneficial to you spiritually, you know, that bring a sense of like, just, you know, at ease, you know what I mean? Being at ease, you know, at ease, at ease. Um, but it just, I think that's why it's so important for these kids to learn how to read and all that, you know what I mean? To really learn how to understand, you know what I mean? How to put a picture together, you know what I mean? With their imagination, you know, become creative in that way. That just took me away, you know what I mean? If I was in my room, I could just pull out a book, and I'm gone. I'm somewhere else, you know what I mean? Because I'd really be into it, and that's the best time to get them into reading because their imagination is so strong, you know what I mean? They can really get into it. So, um, and that's another thing. I don't, you know, I don't really like to call these kids bad. You know, sometimes they just like, some kids are just bad as hell, but... You know, people call them failures and this and that. I don't like to say that, man. You know, these kids are going through a experience for the first time. You know, a lot of us, we've had times to go through cycles. You know what I'm saying? The revolutions of things. And come back around to them and see them from different angles and points. And now begin to understand the variables included. Understand what needs to be you know, or what we need to do, you know what I'm saying, to alchemically change the atmosphere, you understand what I'm saying, um, we have gone through things a few times around, and been like, okay, I get it now, this is the first time for them, they were just born not too long ago, they are not, they're going to have to get their hands dirty a few times, probably, no matter how much you tell them, 
this is what you need to do, this is what you need. That's why the Bible says train them up. You know what I mean? Once once they leave, they go out there, that 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 training will never depart. So train them, train them with some fucking a fucking mind, you know? Train them with a fucking mind. You know what I mean? To be able to think and process. You know what I'm saying? Um that is important. You know what I mean? Because you you train them just in the ways of the church. You know what I mean? That's not enough. These kids also need to know real life situations. You stop hiding your life from them. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You keep it real with them, they don't keep it real with you, trust me. They feel like you live in some type of fictitious, superficial, hierarchical type. You know what I mean? Like you just this motherfucker that is easily displeased or you know what I mean and live by such a moral standpoint you know what I mean like they are going to be afraid to come to you they don't know how to come to you correct they feel wrong about whatever it is they're coming to you about in the first place and so then they have to trust in other people and the last thing you want is for them to only have their peers okay you need them to be able to come to you about anything you know what I'm saying? That's how I am with my with my friends. I'm the nurturer. My friends, family, like my like my sisters. You know what I mean? Like I don't get to talk to them all the time. You know what I mean? Because I'm a really a cocoon type of individual. I like to go back in and process everything, all the information I gained. You know what I mean? And just hibernate on that shit. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, but I always want to make them feel like they can talk to me about anything. You know what I mean? Um, because that is important. We need that. You know what I mean? We need that. Young men and young women need that. And so, you know, um, the whole thing with the whole, you know, the morals and things like that, you know, it's cute. It's cool and all. But like I said, say you go to church just because you don't want to go to hell. You know what I mean? Well, let's say that's your only reason. So do you really love going there? Do you really love to worship? Uh, you know, and I'm, I guess I'm not a Christian. I'm not afraid to say that. You know, I still carry a lot of those concepts and things like that because a lot of it is, is just the way I came up, and that's the way I was supposed to come up. You know what I'm saying? We all came up the way we were supposed to. You know what I mean? Um... I still utilize, uh, I don't really read it, you know, I don't, I don't know why I don't read it at all, but I was really heavy into it, you know what I'm saying, so a lot of this stuff is still with me, it has not departed, only now I, I it's more of a metaphysical experience now, you know what I mean, um, astrological shit like that, you know, because it's all that, it's all that involved, it's a, um, how do you call it? can't think of the word, um, damn it, I can't think of that damn word, excuse me for belching, you heard that, if you didn't, I just let it out there in the air, but whatever, um, so anywho, um, you know, I just think that following all the rules is not going to bring you purpose. You know, there's a bit of two sides 
you're going to have to, sometimes life is going to teeter-totter. It is not going to be one level playing field. Excuse me, there's a train outside my window. I live um, near a train track. I love it, though. It, it, it helps me understand that shit is still moving and I'm alive. Okay, so I like it. I approve. Um, so, anywho, you know, doing the right thing all the time. And what I mean by the right thing is not when you feel in your conscious, you know, your conscience and, you know, your spirit is telling you to do something. That's the right thing to do. That's just, that's, but what I mean by it is when you follow a set of rules, dogma, you know what I mean? And you follow it just because that's what you've been told. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with, you know, following certain rules and things like that. But what I'm saying is there comes a time in life where you come to a gray area. Everything is not black and white. You can't just, it's like one of those questions you get on one of them little benchmarks you used to take in, or, or some, a question you get on a test or something, right, in, in grade school. And it's like an English quiz or some shit. But with this question, you can't just know one little concept. You got to, like, build on it and expound on it on your own because the teacher want to see what you, how you can philosophize this thing or whatever. You know what I mean? And so, um, I don't even know if I said that word right. Fuck it. Um, so that's what life is like. You have to, you know, be creative and have to know how to maneuver. And that's the point of going through the cycle sometimes. You know what I mean? Like a couple times around, you see the different angles. You know how to maneuver differently. You know what I'm saying? Some things you're just like, all right, I need to leave that alone as a, as a whole. You know what I mean? But it comes with, life comes with repetition. It comes with every day getting up and experiencing this shit. It's an experiment. And you giving it all up. God damn it. Or a set of damn rules. You gotta. There's a gray area. You gotta make let your let your spirit talk. Let your spirit walk. Understand? You know what I mean. Everything is not going to be right there in black and white. Everything is not politics. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do this. Okay, I'm gonna do this. She won't do that. He won't do that. You know what I mean? It's. You know what I mean? It, it's just it's just silly anyway. That whole political thing pick this one and pick that one instead of having a whole team of people who can work together and building up the country I was trying to make us choose some shit you know what I'm saying it's like you put you know what I mean you just you just always want to choose some shit it ain't that damn easy can you see what happens with that whole political shit man one person make the office and they put some shit together, and the next person comes to the office, and they tear the shit down, and just keep doing the shit over and over again. God damn it! It's like, uh, you know. So, anywho, we can go back around to the story there. You know, that SGA thing really helped me out. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I graduated, you know, I was working at Macy's, I believe. Was it? No, it was not Macy's. I was at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yes. And I decided to go into the military because a buddy of mine said, "Hey, they got a buddy system. 
you know, two people can go in together and make, you know, make the experience more comfortable. So, you know, you know, it's not a total freak out, you know what I'm saying? So I guess that's why I don't know. Anywho, they just figured hey, we could we can get two for one system going on here. Let's get these both these niggas in here. So anyway, the recruiter came to my house after he came to my friend's house. And so he's like, Yeah, I just uh left your friend. He declined, man. He said he wasn't coming in. And we didn't already we didn't did all this meeting and shit. At this point, we had did meetings, you know what I'm saying, or already had met up or whatever. But I made sure he met up with my, with my, you know, my parents, because they were both in the military, you know, my, 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 my pops, you know, my dad, who I call dad, it's my stepdad, but that's dad, you know, um, and my mom, my pops, dad, mom, all them in the military. A rag of my family was in the military. Okay, so. I'm like, damn, he really did that? Oh, that's fucked up. So, anyway, I went in, and I experienced a life-changing experience, like life-changing journey or whatever, you know? It's just, I mean, they really make you kind of robotic for real, but they, but one thing I did get out of it that you can get out of it is pushing you to no, to no limits. You find out what your body can do, you know what I mean, that you can do things that, you know, you didn't know, you know what I mean, and so that was the amazing part of it, but really, what that means is pushing your mind past doubt, that's the main thing, you know, we always think everything in physical, carnal nature first, you know, and that's it, but there's a spiritual, you know, um, inhabitants, you know what I'm saying, within us, you know what I mean, and um, this is, this is the you know, what animates the body. This is what animates you as a person. What makes you feel a certain way about things. What makes you, you know what I mean, think of a certain way. You know what I mean? All that is a part of you. Spiritually a part of you. You know what I mean? And so this is important to acknowledge. You know? And so, um, you know, it's, it's when it comes to that, you know, your ego will can attach itself to rules because it feels safe, you know what I mean? <laughs> it will attach itself to rules, you know, do everything, you know. Um, I mean, ego, ego can go a lot of different ways, but it will attach itself to that shit if it make you feel, if it make you feel all, you know, uh, blindly confident and shit, you know what I mean? Uh, false confidence and shit, you know. Um, Spirit wants to delve a little, you know, dive a little deeper than that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I went into the military, and that was a great experience. Um, I was in the reserves, you know. I was like, I'm not about to do this active duty. Mm-mm, trying to come back home. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, do I think, wish I would have done it? I don't know, regrets. Hell no. Because it, hell no. Because this... I really experienced life, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I've really been able to learn some incredible things, I should say that instead, um, you know, so in the reserves, you know, you can hold a job and everything, you just come on the weekends every month, right, one weekend out of every month, and two or three weeks out of, usually two weeks out of a year, you know, where you go a straight two weeks, so, 
you know, I was working at Macy's at that point. Um, at Macy's, I met an investigator because I was doing loss prevention. First, I was doing stock. I was in the, working in the dock. Um, and then, you know, they would let me work the register here and there if they needed extra people. And then I ended up being, um, what, is, what the fuck, theft prevention, whatever, loss prevention. Um, I, I wasn't good at that shit. Hell no. Because I'm not trying to really get in people's way, you know. Hey, you look determined, and you really want to steal that, and you you look upset already. You must really need it. Hey, you got it, buddy. Okay? Um, that was at that time, man. Shit. You know what I mean? I, I could work the cameras, baby, but you know, I ain't trying. <laughs> I'm not a confrontational person, you know. I do what I got to do, but damn. I'm going to sit here fighting him for something he ain't steal from me. <laughs> like. It don't even belong to me, I'm, and I'm trying to stop, stop them and shit. You weren't really supposed to fight, but they wanted you to get involved, and the fight could happen. <laughs> it, it was very, come on, nigga, not trying to. They know what happens. You get put in the back room, the police show up now. They wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> they want to try to get away. Trust me. Um, and so, you know, um, I met a guy that was working part time there. He was an investigator for. Prince George's County, which is in Maryland, folks. Um, he was a ex or a retired DC police officer. Um, he was an investigator. Basically, he would do, I guess the the whole cycle where someone would, I guess transition into going into the, either the firefighters or the police force, you know, he would kind of handle all the paperwork, kind of like, kind of like, almost like caseworker type, you know what I mean, put all the shit together for you, um, polygraphs, everything, you know what I mean, so, put your packet together, pretty much, and everything, so, um, he was like, you should join the police, and I was like, uh. he's like, no, you should. So it, he was like, I could push your packet, you know, kind of get you started, you know what I'm saying? Get you some good hands and everything. You got to work for it, but I can, I can put, basically put the right eyes on it, you know what I'm saying? So, and him already knowing me personally somewhat, you know what I mean? Um, somewhat, you know what I'm saying? As far as work concerns, and I was not really a stuck-up individual. I was okay with being me, laughing and things like that. Um... And so, um, I did it, you know what I'm saying? I went through the testing phase. I went through the academy. I was sworn in, um, you know, had my, you know, my little section, whatever, you know, little beat, as some people would call it. Um, and basically the beat that I was in, um, I was right there in, one of the places in, in my area was Doctors Hospital, which is in Lanham, Maryland. 20706. So, you know, I think that's the zip code. <laughs> Random fact, right? Excuse me for cracking my knuckles and bourbon and all that. Look, this is very, we're very candid on this thing. We're going to get real personal, nigga. Anywho, um, you know, so that was in my beat, whatever. So... I would get called there often, and it was usually for what they call 
death notice or death something. I can't remember what it was. And basically, you have to come there or wherever they wherever they send you to, wherever you have one of those calls. But mine was majority of the time at the hospital. You have to come there. You have to come check the body. You have to, first, you have to, they say interview the family. It's like what? Ain't no damn, you know, contest. Um, but you gotta speak to the family and you have to basically find out, you know, was this person taking any type of medicine, medications, things like that? Was this person um, have any issues with anyone? Blah blah. This person, blah, blah. I don't know. It's, I can't even remember the damn. It was a lot. It was different questions, you know, that you just want to check out personal information about the person, just different things, you know, what I mean, that they would know. Because you can obviously not interview the dead person. No, folks, you cannot. Um, so I would have to turn, we would have to go into where the where the body was, and we would have to kind of feel around the body, you know, feel under the head, the scalp. We would have gloves on, of course. Um, and we had to feel under, like, surgical gloves because you had to be able to feel. And so basically what we were feeling for was... You know, anything like foul play, you know, stab, um, heavy bruises, you know what I'm saying? You know, like um, just anything punctures to the skin, whatever, you know, shit like that or whatever. And so um, it was wild. Like, I can't even believe it's a lot of shit. <laughs> and me knowing who I am, I just have the type of mindset like, when I'm in it, all right, let's get it. You know, um, you know, but there's a lot of things I'm, I'm still shocked that I've done. You know, it's like, whoa, it's not me for real. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, that took me exerting some other energy. So, pretty much that job was not for me. I got out of it. I was only out there for less than a year, okay? <laughs> like, I fell down real quick. It's not for me. It's not for me. So, I left that. Um, they basically gave me a decision. It's like, yeah, you can either uh, resign or be terminated. That's how fucked up it was. Because I was out there, I was like, fuck it, I ain't doing shit. <laughs> that was the only job that I ever had where I was like, I ain't doing shit. Because I just, was, my heart was not into it. It was just, this shit is crazy. Some of the shit that I just was able to see, you know, I'm just like, wow. You know, the the just, especially the relationship between the community and the, and the police, man, it's just like, you know, I, I joined it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I can make a difference. You know what I'm saying? But you, it's hard to make a difference when you have, you know, a set of rules. You know what I mean? And, and different things. You can't go to the gray area sometimes. It's like this or that, which a lot of people do go to the gray area. And they can go to the gray area. They go all the way to the other side. For real. You know what I mean? But, you know, you're not allowed to exercise that gray area. You know what I mean? So, and that, that presents a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? Because there's no flexibility with the persons like now, nah, this and that. And so I don't care if they you consider them dead wrong or not. Like you know, somebody everybody's not trying to have their rights revoked like that. You know, like, nah, you ain't about to do that to me. Some people you understand, you can say whatever. That's stupid, that's stupid. Some people came up a different way. Some people think a different way. Some people don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck, you know. They don't, you know what I'm saying? It's not it's no big concern of theirs. You know what I mean? Just saying. So, um, 
Dog on, I keep losing the damn train dog. What's and I'm and I'm thinking about lighting this blunt up. Got to be crazy. <laughs> you got to be more careful. You know what I mean? But I went into the um I, I got out the uh the police. I went and did security. Um after that I ended up I was doing security for a museum and I was very that was my thing of being at one place and then getting in a whole different position. So I was security there, and it was at a museum. This was Prince George's um, County Cultural Museum. I tap, hold on. Prince George's County African American Cultural Center and Museum, or something like that. And this is a wonderful job. This was also the a transition in my life. This was beautiful um, because this was, a, you know, right around the time that. Um, one of my sisters and I would start living together, you know, um, apartment, you know what I'm saying, and she welcomed me in or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and it was just a beautiful experience, she just, she just, she just really helped me to unwind and it just, it just was a beautiful experience because it helped me to really face head on, you know, a lot of the things that I was just, that was building so much confusion, and, you know what I mean, I just had, being around that, the comfort of, you know, of people who love you and care about you, you know, it was just beautiful, so, and, you know, um, so I was working at this museum, and I was the only security guard that was given tours, like, I, one day I just was bored as fuck, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm getting from behind this goddamn desk, I'm about to read these walls. And this this was a very you know a very um, small museum, but the, but the exhibits man were powerful. You know what I'm saying? Um, so um, I began reading these walls and all the you know the exhibits and different things, and I fell in love because see the first exhibit that was there that I was a part of was or was it, you know, doing security with at that time, it was, and we were contracted there, so I was contracted, you know, so I met this dude, the guy who gave me the job, through a friend that I grew up with in church, so I was placed there, you know what I'm saying, at the museum, so I started giving tours and shit, and in the back office, you know, the um the people working back there come out there, the curator comes out there too. He's like, Did you see the tour? And I was like, Yeah. So I was like, Oh shit, am I not supposed to? And it was like, nah, we want we want you to keep doing this. And so I kinda fucked it up for the rest of security guards because they want them to be able to do the shit too. <laughs> but fortunately they give you a pamphlet. You can read from it. I, I barely had to read all that bitch for real. But I would but we would give them a pamphlet too, the person that I was that was on the tour with me. And so um, I would, um, you know, go along, go, go through it with them, you know, so, but I had a ball, I loved it, um, I loved giving those tours, it was an awesome experience, you know, it was just an awesome experience being taken out of your comfort zone and finding out that you have a knack for certain things, you know what I mean, because, like, even though I, in high school, I was real goofy and everything, that was really a defense mechanism 
a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? Um, in actuality, I was very timid. You know, I was very introverted in my thoughts, you know, as far as like very interest, a lot of introspection going on with me, you know what I mean? And so that was just me, you know, also avoiding conversation. Shit, if I do that, I ain't got the wreck niggas, man. They keep them laughing and shit. So, you know, so I'm just, just keeping it real. Shit. I've just always been a funny dude, though, anyway, though. But, you know, um, it's been funny and shit. And I know everybody hates to say dude, and they're like, well, aren't you transitioning? I don't give a fuck, okay? At the end of the day, I'm going to have to battle people regardless. You understand what I'm saying? I don't have time to be sugarcoating shit to please this and that. Fuck that. The rules again. Fuck that dogma shit. You can't really live. You came here for an experience not to do everything right. There are circumstances for everything. This is just the way the world works. There's a consequential order of things. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, karma ain't even a bad thing. And it's just, look, the boomerang effect. You know what I'm saying? You just attract whatever it is you are. And it's really your energy, the climate of who you are. You know what I mean? What's, what's the alchemy going on inside your mind? You got to maneuver shit in your mind so you can change. You know what I mean? Make some changes. Somebody say, in order to change the world, we got to change ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So, so you can view the world differently. See what I'm saying? So, this is rather important. So, um, you know, I just, the whole dogma thing, we have to be just really careful just being so headstrong on, on this is right, that's wrong. You know what I mean? Um, and trying to steal other people's experiences away from them. You know what I mean? I'm jumping around, but let me, before I even go there, you know, like I said, with my transition ex experience, you know, I've already been transitioning before the transition, man. Like I said, all female clothing, this and that, and hook my face up, and this and whatever. You know, as far as like, you know, I don't really deal with makeup really. I'm just mascara, eyeliner, lip gloss, that's it. Don't really, I don't, you know, my hair is just natural. That's it. You know, um, I don't really want to mess around with. I want I just I wanted to learn how to fall in love with, with my true beauty before I go and change all these different things about me. You know what I'm saying? And I want I always say, you know what? Because I, I receive a lot of backlash too. Even when you're the goofy one, you don't always because people's like, oh you goofy. You know what I mean? Because you almost just you know what I'm saying? It depends on who you are really. So I still had backlash because I was still different though at the same time, you know? And so, um, you know, with that being said, you know, um, I just always still seen things differently, you know what I mean? And so I always had to, I at one point had to make sure that, you know what, people are going to fuck with you, or are not going to fuck with you regardless, whether you do everything right or wrong, it don't matter, you know what I mean? Whether you... Please your parents to the bone. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't matter. It, what I'm saying is, you can do all that and it still will not fix everything in their own life or anyone's life, whether you do everything right that they want you to do. You know what I mean? So, you have to experience life 
Be wise about it, though. Be wise about it. I ain't talking about living frivolously, just going out here doing what you want to do. I'm talking about being wise out here. You know what I mean? You always hear cats talking about it. Uh, they was involved. They was doing this or doing that or black market, legal this and that or whatever. But they was one of the cats that had a different mindset. They were just they just thought different. You know what I mean? And so that was always me. You know what I mean? It just it's something I couldn't help. When you when you like that, you can't help it. You can't help it. Everybody else can be thinking one way, could be, you know, living lavishly. It's usually when everybody's thinking that one way, that means they're living lavishly or that they're, you know, they are comfortable in that in the, in in a certain stagnation. And the stagnation can have, you know, could seem like it's it's the best. You know, say you're getting all the cash and this and that. You know, but it's still stagnant because, you know, spiritually and 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 you know, all that you're not really maneuvering, you're not really moving. You know what I'm saying? There's still your mind needs to be moved. It's time now. You know, you can't stay anywhere too long. Life is about evolving. You know what I mean? Um, so I learned that I just gotta love me regardless. I I can't get caught up in all the, the rules and all the shit and I gotta love me. Because there's gonna be people out there that's that's really gonna try to make me feel horrible about my decisions, my life decisions. And at the end of the day I said, Well fuck it. I can do everything right in their book, but every but my right could be their wrong and their their wrong could be my right. You know what I'm saying? You know what the fuck I mean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What what I feel is right could be wrong to them, what what they feel is right could be wrong to me. You know what I'm saying? And so and dealing with that, I'm like, you know what, fuck it. This is who I am. And as I said in earlier podcasts, this would be all over the fucking place, okay? But you will see that I will come back to things more than often. So, um, you know, we just have to be cognizant of that. You dig what I'm saying, bit out. You dig what you dig what the fuck I'm saying, Playboy, you feel me? And somehow and some we gotta do that there, you feel me? You know, shout out to my southern roots, you know. I got family down in the Bama, baby, Alabama. Uh, I got family in, um, throughout North Carolina. You know, a couple family in, down in Florida. I got family up in New York, more so upstate New York. Um, Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse is an interesting area, too. Because it's almost like they still damn segregated up there, man. Um, but it's interesting, man. You know, uh, but I, but I, I just, I love, I love it because it's like it's New York, but it's still, it's different, man. You can't, upstate New York is pretty dope, but you got to be careful in upstate New York. You might go somewhere else and you know you're about to get in some trouble, you know, in the, you know, in boroughs and all those areas, but. You go upstate, you might not know. You know, it's just because it's always cold. Motherfuckers got a big ass coat on. You don't know what the fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, good shit, man. But you know, um, I'm just, I just want everybody to get the most out of life. 
like I always say, to expound on your experience. And you won't do that by doing everything right. You need to delve into your spirit and get into that gray area. That gray area, baby. You need to get into it. You know what I mean? That's when you that's what creation is. You understand? Because it takes a little bit of light and dark. You dig what I'm talking about? Ain't daytime all the time here, goddammit. It's nighttime too. You know what I'm saying? So it takes a bit of both. And all that shit helps the you know, the nature, you know what I'm saying? The ecosystem and all this shit helps keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? It's all important. And so, you know, that's life. That's how it's supposed to be. It's chaos, baby. We're chaos beings, baby. That's what the fuck it is. You understand? And so, you need to allow yourself to go through the journey. Stop forcing your goddamn hand all the time. Because your destiny is your destiny, baby. Even though you're creating along the way, you're like, damn, you know, you didn't expect to end up there. Man, you was going to end up there. You know what I'm saying? It was just only right. You feel me? You magnetize that. Only right. You can't always get there by following the blueprint. And that's what I mean by rules. I don't necessarily mean, you know, please stop at the red light. You better stop at that goddamn red light. You get a ticket, motherfucker. When you come back saying victory for little told you to run that goddamn red light, motherfuckers, because I don't know shit, okay? I don't know shit. <laughs> Snitch. It's like, nah. But I'm just saying, following the blueprint. There is no blueprint for the spirit, honey. There is no blueprint for it. You have to go through this experience head on, knowing that you can do this shit. Sometimes you don't know you can, but just keep going. Keep going. And you won't know where it's leading to you. That's what makes it so fucking fun. Because you don't know. But you, what you do is you appreciate the point you're at right now. You know what I mean? And when you can do that, you can really learn to appreciate the journey for real. You know what I'm saying? Um, all, the, all the leaps and bounds. Because you know you're going to be taken care of. Look at the birds for they fear not. You know what they're going to eat for the next day. You know what I'm saying? That's why when the manna came down from the sky, anything saved for the next day spoiled over. Said, so don't take more than you need. You will be all right, man. You will be taken care of, man. Every day. You can't live off bread and water, no. Anyway, the spirit is what feeds you. The spirit, man. Fruits of the spirit, baby. This shit is important. You know what I mean? Not saying you gotta be one way all the time. Y'all pick a personality and stick with it. Oh, I gotta be, you know, smooth operator all the time. No, you don't. You can be whoever the fuck you wanna be. You wanna be goofy one day, playful one day, serious one day. That's what you wanna do. Or transition throughout the day. You know, you can do that. That's fine. You are a whole being. Like I say, a bag of concepts that you need to break down. Since you were born, concepts were put into you. And now you get to choose. So choose. Pick and choose what you want and what you don't want. Pick and choose. You know? It's okay. Pick and choose. You are free to do that. It is your life. You were born. You were born. You were born. You have a choice. 
Okay, this life is is the, is a gray area. Even in, even in our world, they try to put it as black and white. You know, the other races don't get no love. Everything is a black and white issue. <laughs> see how everything manifests? <laughs> you see? It's always going to be in the physical presence, too. You know, what's set on high is, is, is below as well. You know, what's, what's so above is so below, you know. So within is out, you know, without, you know, whatever you say. You know what I mean? Y'all get into that. The three initiates, you know, um, can't think of it. The name is it Thoth, 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 or Thoth? Um, y'all look that up. Um, the Kabbalah. You know that shit is the Kabbalion. That shit is the Kabbalion. That shit is incredible. That will really help you understand life differently because what it does is it deals with psychology. It deals with the mind. It deals with alchemy and, and, and shifting things and you know. You know, just just different chemical reactions and mixing shit up, and you know, learning learning the angles around this thing. And see, the angles are meant to be bent. That's how you build a world. That's how you create. You bend the angles. Oh, he did that with it. I'm about to do that. Look at those little the movies with the magic where they do uh, magic, or little TV shows where they do magic and shit, and magicians and, and witches and all that. They're just bending the angles, man. Bending the angles. Shit, light is magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? A shadow is goddamn magic, man. You know? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just, you know, um, take it back. You know, after the damn... When I did the, the museum, I ended up working as a uh, collect a collections assistant. And basically, I was to help. You know, we would get little artifacts, little different things. People people were giving up to the museum, donating, you know, making donations for the um, for an exhibit, future exhibit, possibly. And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Um, after that. I went and started working over at uh, Bethesda, across, across from NIH, at Monterey. Uh, my mother and my dad were working there. Mom and dad was working there. My dad was at the actual, uh, well, he was not too far from the Walter Reed building. My mother was in a building called Eusis, um, which is like a, <clears throat> it's, it's like a university for uh, military medical students. And you also have a whole slew of other things. You have a bunch of labs there. They be testing all type of shit. So I was security. And we would go into these lab rooms and we would check the incubators, the temperatures and stuff because, you know, if the temperature went wrong, you didn't check it. If you, you, you just decided to just walk on through there bullshitting. You know, and that, and that thing went off. They could lose $10,000 worth of, worth of um, studies easily. You know what I mean? Easily. And so... That was my job there, which was also a great experience. I met a lot of people. Um, from there, I went and did, what did I do after that? I had so many goddamn jobs. Um, I also was a concierge at, a, at an apartment complex for about two weeks. <laughs> uh, I, 
I think after after that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why I didn't work there no more is because, oh man, they had just dicked me around bad. You know, I went from officer to like acting captain. You know, and I basically ended up when when the new person came in, I was supposed to be, you know, training him to be a sergeant. Ended up training them for my position. <laughs> Didn't know it. So they bumped me down to lieutenant. So I used to take all the shifts. All the shifts. And so, you know, I had put in for vacation a long time ago. Man, I, I put my shit in early. And I was going on the cruise. And so it come time for, you know, for me to go. And, you know, the higher-ups corporate is like, we need you to stay. So I'm like, nah, I don't want to put this paid to plane to go, that shit, hotels and all that. Because I was going to stay in Miami for about a, a, maybe was it two two days, and then we came back and stayed for two more days, and we got back from the cruise. So, um, I'm like, nah, I'm about to go on this. They're like, well, we can't promise you that everything will be the same when you get back. <laughs> they're basically telling me they basically threatening me and shit. I said, fuck it, I'm going. Fuck y'all, I'm gonna have fun. So I came back, and shit just started changing up, right? So they extra strict on me. You know what I mean? Now they try to force you, force you to, to do some stupid shit, I guess, or or to or to uh, cooperate, I guess. I don't know. At that point, it's almost like they're just forcing you to just do some stupid shit for real, provoking you and shit. So, um, I ended up taking all the shifts all the time because my captain wasn't going to do it. So, as lieutenant, I was I was doing it. Um, I ain't trying to talk no shit about it, but she just had a newborn at the time. So I was like, fuck, you picked the right time to have a damn newborn. <laughs> you can't take none of these damn shits. I'm tired as hell. So one day I decided I, I can't do it. I just came from off a ship. And I only had maybe like, I was only home for maybe like six hours maybe, I guess. And they calling me again for another shift. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it, man. If I try to come out there, I'm, I'm going to die. I was like, I can't. He's like, well, get you some rest and come out. And come out when you can. I was like, nah. I'm not coming. So they try to put some, they try to call it insubordination and shit. You know, try to rack up the uh, disciplinarians because I already had some shit disciplinarians because I'm I was the type of individual to take care of my officers. Like, nah, I was going to take care of them, make sure they was good, you know, cover for them and all that. You know what I'm saying? But um, not to, not cover for cover for them for some dumb shit, but just shit that I know was just going to be blown out of proportion. It's like, all right, we can easily fix this in house. And so, um, you know, I, they ended up, uh, I think, suspending me or some, or some shit. I bumped my rank down. I think, yeah, they bumped it down to a, I don't think they bumped me to a sergeant. I think they bumped me down from lieutenant all the way to an officer. So that was like, they was paying like 16 or $17, you know, which is good. But the cost of living is different here too, folks, okay? And you got you to gotta understand, you're talking about all types of stuff. You know, um, you're driving, you're paying insurance, you're paying your car loans and stupid shit. You know, and you got to feed yourself and, you know, you have to buy different things and, you know, all this shit. So, um, and then other things come up, you know, cell phone bills and other things come up. And so, you know, um, I was just, you know, I did it, you know, so with the officer job, you know, um, I was out at the booth outside, and this particular time it was like snowing bad. Oh my God, it was so cold. Oh, and they had this um, 
this heater that they would put out there. Um, but the chemical they used for it just smelt so strong. Oh my God, it'd be all in your clothes. When I go in for lunch, they'd be like, damn. And remember, my mother worked there right around the corner. And you know, mom was like, I can't believe they're doing this to my baby. <laughs> she worked in there, but it wasn't that she can do. She's in a totally different field. She was in the logistical department. So I was out there at the booth. I decided to turn the heater off. They was like, well, he was like, why don't you use the heater? Why don't you use it? I can't think of what type of chemical that is, but it's a chemical that's very strong. I can't think of the name of it. I don't know why I want to say it's with A or something, but I don't know. But, anywho, like, it was so strong. So, they basically said, well, you know, we done bought all of it, so just turn it away from you. <laughs> Motherfuckers, man. Fuck you. Okay, I'll turn it away from you. So, because the booth didn't have no, it had a heater in it, but the heater would only stay on for maybe about, like, five minutes tops. You know what I'm saying? If that. And then it would go out. I don't even think it was that long for real. But I'm going to give it five minutes, yo. And that jump would go out and start blowing cool, cool air. It was fucked up, yo. And it was not insulated or nothing. So, um, you know, it, it just basically was all fucked up. So, um, I didn't even give a fuck. You know what? I stood outside the whole time. I stood up the whole time. If I, if I was inside the booth, I stood up. Because I was the type of person, yo, if you try to fuck with me, I'm not going to let you know. I ain't going to let you know I'm feeling it. I'm not going to let you see it. I'm not going to let you see this pain. I'm not going to let you see none of this shit. I ain't no bitch. I can be a bitch. But in those circumstances, I ain't no bitch. You know what I mean? So, um, I stood up the whole time. I did everything. You know, you know, it was kind of embarrassing because a lot of those people, I helped out, you know, or they helped me out or... You know, we we talked, had conversations while, you know, checking on different things around the building and everything, you know. You know, when I had my little rant and shit. My little insignia. But I never took the head, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just, I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Um, because my my first leadership role was, in was like, in basic training. Like, I was, like, squad leader and I lost the shit the first day we all did the whole team that was picked you know what I mean and then they made then later on one of my drill sergeants you know she was like you know what she was walking we were we were doing a tactical formation we were, we were walking through an area a dirt road and all types of wood, woods on you know uh, tree lines on the side on either side and you know this is where we were doing part of our training or whatever and so she's walking up and down back and forth you know, and that was a dope thing about the tactical formation, like you could, like, or a tactical um, marching or whatever, like you could um, walk up and down it. You know what I mean? And and the way the at the rate that everybody was marching, like you could you could still get back up to the front, no problem. So she was walking, and she said, "You know what?" She said, "You're gonna be platoon guy." She put it on one girl, and the girl didn't have more than. <laughs> more than a couple of seconds she ripped. She said, You're ridiculous, pitiful, pathetic. Smashed the damn patch off her. She she walked by. She walked by me, got to one person, then turned back. Now she didn't even turn around. She did one of them fucked up joints, man. Like, you know how people do this shit. Then you walk past somebody, you walk to the next person in the line, and then you backstep. 
That was the most fucked up part about because she took a back step. That, that just made it so much more intense. The antics, you know, it's the beauty of life. You know what I mean? And so she backstepped and put the patch on me. She said, you're going to be a tune guy. She was like, because I was um, going to be training to be a um, chaplain's assistant. You know what I mean? So she was like, oh, you're all religious and holy and shit. So she was always on my ass. She was like one of the drill sergeants. Um, so you had two. You had one that was like kind of like overseeing the whole, you know, project. And you had another one that kind of facilitated, you know, um, just kind of facilitated or just put things into motion. Like, because this this other drill sergeant can't always be there, whatever. So she conducted, you know, much of the training. So she just acted like she couldn't stand me. And she was fine, too. Fine, fine, fine. She was Sergeant Pittman, I think her name was. Another fine woman that, uh, so I didn't even mind, you know. So, <laughs> so, you know, it was a pretty chocolate thing, you know, shortcut, rocking that thing. You know, a lot of the military women cut their hair. They're like, nigga, I ain't got time to be sweating this motherfucker out. I'll throw the wig on on the weekend and go to the NCO club. I'll be good. So. So, um, and I ain't mad at that. She was rocking that thing. So, anyway, she was always on my ass, yo. So, she put it on me thinking I was going to lose it, right? I ended up keeping that jump to the end of the end of the training, yo. That shit was so fucking crazy to me. Because I, my life is beautiful because I done did things that I didn't ever think I could do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just kind of fell into things, really. It was, these were never things that I was like, uh, I just never lived life like that, like, you know, I, had, I always had things I wanted to do, you know, but I just always let the journey go. Go ahead, you know, man, take it where it's going. Because it's beautiful, man. It's shit you pick up, you know, when you allow life to unfold and blossom, bloom, manifest, you know. So, yeah, I ended up getting, that was my first leadership role. So, yeah, I understand. So, when I was in the security thing, I took that shit to heart. So, I'm out the booth, stand up all the time, blah, blah. So, one day, I show up maybe about five minutes late. The captain's like, you know, or the sergeant at that time, I was hot too. Smelled like straight ganja. I was loud. Came in that gym, I didn't even give a fuck. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I'm one of military days. <laughs> I didn't even give a fuck, man. Because you, once you have like the, the, you know, once they know you, Certain people just letting you through. You got the decal, whatever. They know who you are. You just come on right on through. You know, they ain't even stopping you and shit. So I'm rolling right through. And I park, come in. The sergeant's like, yo, you you all right, man? You just had a new employee there, too. She was brand new on the desk. At the window, you know, checking IDs and shit. And so he walked me to the back. He said, yo, you know, Captain's going to have to write you up, man. Like, you know, this might be termination, man, or whatever. I said, tell him I can do him one better. And I just walked out that bitch, sped out the gate, swear, I swear, swear. They called me all day because they knew I was, they knew that I was a, a fucking, um, how do you say, um, a commodity. I was an extreme commodity. It was every job that I do except for that fucking police shit. The police shit, I was, I was good with talking to people, you know, here and there sometimes, you know, but it just, I, that wasn't my thing. But any other job I had, I worked hard. You ask anybody, worked hard, yo. I made sure that I did all I could. Ask anybody. 
any job ever been to, any job. So even at that point, they were still calling me. And let me tell you something. People there still talk to my mom and ask about me. They still ask about me. And that's, that's, that, that's when you put good character and you just build rapports with people. It ain't about just being kind. It's just, it's just getting to know people, building good rapports with people, and having different relationships with all different types of people. That way you ain't got to be cliquish. I, I've always been that type of person. I, I, my relationships with everybody is different. Everybody I know. It's a different rapport. So, you know, um, when I left that, I ended up going to a cleaning job. And that just humbled me for real. Like, and that just taught me that life, that that, that, that point, I was, I was supposed to have a little status up front. Because my head was big when I was police. You don't even give a fuck, but you're wearing that uniform home, you know. Chicks bigger than shit. But um, that was really, my life was meant to be like that, a status, and then, and then be bought lower, you know, to humble myself. And it was a beautiful experience, you know what I'm saying? Um, because on the cleaning job, I had a lot of time to think, a lot of time for introspection. You know, when I would get home from work, I would go running. I would go exercise. I mean, I'm tomorrow hours just out because I had shit else to do. I was just, you know, I didn't have a lot of cliques of friends ever. Never had large cliques of friends. I always had different friends here and there, different people I know, and maybe I come around their cliques and shit like that, whatever. But I never had large cliques of friends really like that. Um, and so, you know, um, it was just really humbling, you know what I'm saying? And so, after that, I ended up. <clears throat> working for a company that was subcontracted through FEMA and I was a warehouse, you know, guy put all the files and make sure everything is recorded. I guess, you know, then uh, I would transport shit to, to the FEMA building, C Street, I think it is, off of, uh, I think it's 6 and C, I don't know what the fuck. It's off of, um, it's out in D.C. And so... You know, um, I had a lot of alone time there, too. I record right in the office, too. My, record my music right there um, in the office. Because I was, it was just me. And a lot of times, when all the work was done, I have some downtime. And they weren't even tripping. Like, they weren't even tripping. Like, they were real cool. I had Aries supervisor. Like, my sis, one of my sisters is Aries. Aries are dope. Plus, I have an Aries moon. Aries are dope. Um... And one of my other sisters has an Aries moon, which is awesome. And so, um, Scorpio sun, Aries moon, dope, dope, it's a dope little thing going on there, yo. So, um, you know, that job, just a lot of downtime. Um, after that, I ended up working for a water company in which I failed the, a, a drug test, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that was fucked up. I was in a relationship, and yeah, uh, yeah, I was, nigga, fucked up. Uh, then, but fortunately, I ended up, you know, was able to get a job with the school bus company, <laughs> because that was not necessarily recorded, you know what I'm saying? So, they, I was hired, they, you know, they just want to make sure you had no registry shit, you know, you ain't no pedophile, you ain't done no serious crimes and shit, you know what I mean? Um... And so, you know, so I did that for a while. That was super humbling. 
Man, some of those kids were fucking terrible, though. My goodness. You know, but, you know, like I said, they just, these kids just learning for the first time. You know, they they have not built up purpose necessarily. They don't, you know, they just, there's a desire within them. But it takes time to kind of build and, you know, and con- you know, conceptualize it and things and construct some things around it and all that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, but some of them are just so sweet, you know. Um, and some of them, you're the first person they see in the morning. So some of them talk to you about things that they may not be able to necessarily discuss with their parents. You know what I mean? Um, and you, in the safest way, you try to explain certain things that's safe for you to explain. You know what I mean? Um, like, you know, one young lady came up to me, and she was always one of the little fast one on the bus. Always, she just loved this one boy, love him. But he didn't really, I mean, I don't know, he didn't necessarily want her or whatever, I don't know. And so, and she's in, this is fucking elementary. Okay, but she loved this boy, you know, you was in elementary, you had your little, little love, you know, puppy love, whatever. And so it was like a little innocent shit, right? But she was always just running back and forth. And so she came to me one day, getting off the bus with her friend. They was all together. They was like the divas. The other girl, she just, the other girl just knew she was popping, right? She just knew it. Okay, so, and they were the best of friends, right? And so the other one had her, had her boo, and she was all happy about that shit, but her friend did. So she was trying to console her friend, right? So her friend was like, you know, um, have you ever been depressed? And I was like, whoa. You know, I didn't say that, but in my mind, I was like, okay, it's getting real. And I was like, um, yes. And I said, it's a very normal thing. I said, the, the, what I mean by that is that you should not beat yourself up for feeling that way. You know, a lot of people go through that experience. I, I basically didn't want to make it seem like it was something that was not... Um, Something that was not, you know, like, like that, that, that everyone goes through. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want her to feel like a, a freak because of it. You know what I'm saying? Or like she was abnormal or some shit. And I was like, nah, everybody goes through that. You cannot go through this whole thing happy. And that was awesome. You know what I'm saying? And so I had a lot of good rapports. Um, after that job, I ended up where I'm at now. I am now um, working in sanitation. And so, that has brought me a lot of opportunities. I mean, you know, I get to basically work out for most of the day. I don't have to go to no damn gym after work and and waste my time. You know, trying to get in the mood for that. I go to the work and get in the mood for that. And I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So, um... That is not the end of my journey. There's much more after this. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, there was no blueprint for my life up to this point. You know, I just, it just happened. That's the way it is for a lot of us. And it's not that way. I'm not talking about it's always going to be career-wise. Some people may stay within one, you know, career field. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But as far as your journey, as far as things you experience, you know, outside of that, you know what I mean? Maybe things that just are a little chaotic. It's just like, how does it I go from here to here? Like maybe relationships and shit. What the hell? You know what I mean? And so there was no blueprint to happiness, to, to peace, to, to balance. 
You know what I mean? Sometimes you're just going to feel all types of different ways. But just make sure you feel. You know what I mean? And then make sure that you know that you are capable. You are a, a being that feels. You are an energy being. You are going to feel energy in motion. Emotions, you're going to feel the energy. You're going to feel it. So just know that it is a common thing. There's nothing wrong with it. You just have to know how to bring those thoughts into captivity. Be ruler over them. Don't just go attaching yourself to just any goddamn thought. Everything is not is not useful and beneficial to us. Sometimes we just need to let it go. You know what I'm saying? Just let the shit go. You know what I mean? Um, and it will be okay. Sometimes we just find such beauty. I mean, not I can say beauty, but sometimes we find we we attach ourselves to to issues, to problems. We feel like that is a part of our identity. Excuse me, make all types of noise and shit. We feel like that is a part of our of our identity because that's something we're used to. That's something we're comfortable with. We grow comfortable with our with our issues. You know, you got to rattle the cage a little bit to even to come up out of that. And we don't want to do that. We've grown accustomed to them. You know what I'm saying? So we will victimize ourselves just just to um, just so that we won't have to take a risk. Because life is a risk, baby. You being born was a risk. You understand that you really had a crazy ass chance at being born. There's so many things that can happen. Umbilical cords wrapped around necks. You know, they got to break certain bones to get you out. They got to, sometimes if you're coming out the wrong way, this and that, da, da, da. You know, um, it's just so much stuff that can happen. Loss of oxygen, done with it. All this shit. So much, you know. And just that, even when you use a sperm, man. Shit, everything is a risk, man. You know what I mean? You risk to make it shit. To make it out that condom and make it to the motherfucking... I mean, not the Lord, unless somebody got, you know, the turkey baster, I don't know, but you got, you got an opportunity to make it up out of that shaft and race to that shit, you know what I mean, do some vegetation, baby, you know what I'm saying, somebody else just landed on the couch, damn, that nigga, shit, skirt sperm. Ghost sperm now. It's like, man. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Anyway. So, it's a risk. Living is a risk anyway. And there is no blueprint. You, you will always be try to stay safe and shit. Fight or flight. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you. You have to get your hands dirty. Get in there. Get in there, buddy. Come on. Bring it in. Bring it in. Huddle up. Huddle up with yourself, with your higher self. <laughs> and get it in, in your subconscious and get it in. Do that do that spiritual work, man. Time to elevate, baby. You gotta go down and get high. Here they went tomorrow. <laughs> you feel me? You gotta know. You gotta know the hills and the valleys. You have to. Even someone who's born in wealth may not have a, they may have a a, a lack of understanding in relationships because everything is kind of fabricated. You know what I mean? That the relationships are based on a status and a lifestyle. Their friends 
live that same life. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? As opposed to people who may have never had that. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, there's different people go through different things, and, and these things are necessary. When you look at someone that's wealthy and say they got it all, no, they don't. You cannot escape the mind, okay? That is something you are going to have to delve into and start fixing things and opening little compartments and dealing with shit. You know what I mean? Throwing shit in file 13, I don't need that. It's not even necessary for me anymore. I'm done with that shit. You know, this and that, you know what I mean? You know, but um, that is just the way it is. It's chaos. It's like a big bang. You know what I mean? Just something comes together. You know what I mean? So, I just want to thank you all, you know, for joining me. I just want to, you know, you guys need to enjoy your life as it is. Enjoy it. You know what I mean? Can't keep doing this whole thing where we are just going back and forth. You know, with this whole black and white, go in that gray area. Take a bit of bit of both. You know what I'm saying? You're a little aggressive, but you also have humility. You also have compassion, and you also there's also a softness to your nature. You know how to, you know. You know what I mean? Waiting, waiting in water. Shallow seas, be careful with me, I'm delicate, harboring many things with levels in different degrees. Got an angle at 90 to get it right, take a 180 and end up 360 in one night. It's easy for life to flip around in a matter of seconds. Traumatic experience can turn into blessings. Long as you get the lesson with understanding, you can broaden your perception. If the body needs protection, the mind needs it too. Bring them thoughts into captivity. Or they will exceed you and proceed to take over about due for a makeover. Most times I don't be sober. The weed helped me calm my anxiety and quietly I think to myself, wondering if anybody else feel the way I feel. Knowing the mind is constantly warring is truly a battlefield and I'm pouring my soul out to the world but they don't care. So of course I get upset about it, shit ain't fair. But fuck it, freedom don't come with a small price. It's a big sacrifice just to fucking live your lifestyle. I'll continue to be wild, be me, no matter the scrutiny. Sometimes it comes from relatives that don't feel shit like sedatives. They can't relate to shit. Relationships get pushed out the way. Please don't mess with me and my peace, okay? Be safe, people. Please don't profile me like you're the damn police. I'm not one for the people, please. People on bending knees trying to get to me. Because they can't stand tall in their own skin and they can't stand it at all. That they can't win to focus on making sure they don't fuck around and sin. You fuck around and get sent to hell in the end anyway. Hell bent on getting to heaven while you downgrade. See you trying to downplay me. Hope your time was well spent before you lay the rest from stressing on foolishness. See your card, I had to pull it quick. Though I love playing the game, sometimes I call it quits. Get sick and tired of being a lost soul. I live my truth out loud and that has made me whole. Don't give a fuck who knows. I live it proud and bold. Never felt right trying to fit into the mold. To sit tight and be controlled. Hell no. Thank y'all for coming by. As I said on the last podcast, I was going to try to maybe hit y'all with a poem at the end of every show. And I know I went into that randomly, but it was tight. It was like, bam, you didn't know it was coming. 
You know what I mean? Boom, it was like jungle juice. Sneak up on your ass. That's what I should call it. I'm going to call that the jungle juice. It's the jungle juice. We got to get into the jungle juice. Boom, hit you with it. But anyway, man, thank y'all for coming. Love y'all. And I will see you all next time again. This is Victory Flow on the Victory Flow Podcast.